Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. Filling our wholesale loan to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we are giving away 100 bucks to Optimum Golf. You can find them in the Rhino neighborhood, Park Hill neighborhood. Golf season finally here. Upfit your game with Optimum Golf with custom fit, custom built clubs. And if your name game needs a little fine-tuning, you can work with award-winning pros with lessons or clinics at both locations. They are also doing it outside at the Aurora Hills Golf Course. Plus, you can keep your swing, uh, swing in shape as well with their virtual base. So go check that out. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Again, giving away 100 bucks. second hour of the show. Mace, how are you? Just got over here from Broncos practice. You just ran right in. Yeah, I mean, I didn't run literally, but would you ever? Would you ever run into the show? Uh, if I was running behind enough, yes, I actually, uh, I, I left right before the last question of Russell Wilson at his press conference about, uh, 25, uh, minutes ago or so. And, um, that allowed me to make it here and just walk in rather than run in. I didn't want to push it anymore. Good for you. I mean, good to have you, you could, I mean, it worst came to worst. You could have had me on the phone as I was driving in. We've done that before, but, we uh, have. First day of voluntary veteran minicamp pre-draft. Didn't really seem appropriate. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. All right, so the first day of on-field voluntary minicamp, Nathaniel Hackett, well, he was fired up as well as everybody else. I mean, everybody's coming in. They're so fired up. They're so excited to get out there. I mean, in the end, that's what you want. You want guys to come out here. You want them to want to practice uh, and want to get better. And, and, I mean, Russ leads that charge. I mean, this guy loves practice. I mean, just out there at the end, he's like, wait, we're done? Can we do more? And you're like, ah, man, I would love to. But uh, we got to tone it down, baby steps. But, uh, but no, he's awesome. You were practice today. What did you see? What impressed you? I'm guessing the energy was probably the biggest thing that stood out besides there was actually music there at practice today. Yeah, music. Now, Vic Fangio would have music in warm-ups and it would stop. The music kept going all the way through practice. And um, another big difference is that uh, I don't believe that Vic Fangio would have uh, gone and played running back or linebacker No, in practice. He's too slow. The way that uh, Nathaniel Hackett did few times today he gets involved yeah he's young enough to get involved he's a hands-on coach i think is the best way to put it we saw the video with the green bay packers Mm -hmm. where he was kind of doing the same thing but then again he was an offensive coordinator he wasn't the head coach right he did say that i mean he's got he spent most of the time he said on the offensive side so i'm curious to see going forward in practice what he delegates because he he doesn't want to, and I think he's very conscious of getting into of falling into the Vic Fangio trap. 
Well, let me ask Vic, you. Vic Fangio, one of his problems was he focused too much on the defense. Okay, let me ask you, because you and I covered Mike Shanahan. He spent most of his time with the offense, didn't he? Nobody criticized him over that. He did, but he had, but he would oversee a lot more, especially as he got as he got further and further into his tenure. He would if he had to default to one, it was the offense. But I noticed it when Gary Kubiak was his offensive coordinator in the 2000s. And then when Kubiak moved on to Houston and uh, you had Mike, Mike Heimerdinger come in for a little bit that with, with Kubiak and D- and Dinger that he handed off more to them. And then when Dinger went on to uh, the, I think he went to the Tennessee Titans before he, he passed away. He did. And then Mike kind of took more back then, but when he had somebody that he really trusted, he, was able to kind of hand stuff off. And that's why someone like Justin Alton is going to be really crucial in this process. And of course he came over with Hackett from green Bay and the two are close. And as Alton grows, I think at least from a day to day perspective in practice, you might see Hackett hand off a little bit more, but that may not be this year. Well, hold on. That may be a year in coming. Let's be fair about something for a minute. Seriously. Let's be fair about this. I think we're being fair. Well, let me finish what I'm going to say, and then you tell me if we're being fair. We were not here when Mike Shanahan started his tenure as the Broncos head coach. So I don't know what he was like in year one, if he spent 70, 80% of his time with the offense. I don't know if he did or not. When you and I started covering the team, and it was only a year apart, 2003, 2004, he was an established coach by then. With that, Vic Fangio, let's not forget, He was a first-year head coach. And what did we do? We criticized Vic Fangio for spending so much time with his defense. And it's not as if he was here seven years. He was here for three years. And maybe he should have grown more in year three. That I won't argue. But even in year one, all of us criticized Vic Fangio for spending too much time with the defense. But now it seems... We might not criticize Nathaniel Hackett as much, yet he's a first-year head coach. We got to be fair about it, don't we? I think we are being fair, but I think all I I, I think, like I said, I think I want to see where he is, say, in August and September compared to now. Sure, and we do, and, we don't, and like for example, we don't know the answer to that. Like, and I think it was a I think it was a legitimate critique. Uh, you know, when they had when the Broncos would have joint practices that Vic Fangio he didn't do this this past year, but the first year like he would watch the defense. And it wasn't until year three when they went up for Viking practice they did one day watching the first team offense, one day watching the first team defense. I would hope that if the Broncos do have a joint practice this year, mm-hmm. that even though it's year one for Nathaniel Hackett, if I were to be able to whisper some advice in his ear, mm-hmm. it would be maybe even take that first day and, and, and watch your defense and then watch your offense on the second day. Let's hope he does. But if he doesn't... I think it'll be fair. I think it'll be fair to critique. Yeah. But do you think media members will do that? Remember, Hackett is effusive, friendly, outgoing. You tend to... Hold your criticism back a little bit when you like people. I think there's a way to ask about it without without a critique. I think there's a. I think, and I'm sure that if the time, if if 
if I see a little bit more of watching, if I see a kind of an imbalance growing, I will probably ask about it, but I'm not going to ask it in a confrontational way. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask it in the way of, you know, kind of what's your, what's your feel on the defense? Do you feel like you've got, you know, kind of, uh, you got a a grasp on it and um, do you maybe even want to watch it a little more? I think there's, I think there's going to be ways to ask about it. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. And again, like the, I, this is, this is year one. Okay. Year, unless it's for Fangio is year one too. Yeah. But I, but, I think year I think year one, even for Fangio, the knives weren't out. I don't think the knives should be out for a coach in year one. Oh no, and I agree with you. But I but I think like by the time you got to year two and year three, I, I think for example, uh last year at training camp, when Bradley Chubb and Garrett Bowles got into a fight mm-hmm. and he was so hyper focused on what he was doing that he couldn't comment on it after practice. Right. I think I think that's a legitimate critique, and I think no question. And I think that is so, and and that is a big. That's also a big picture thing. I do think that even though Hackett is a little more focused on the offense right now, I do think he has a better sense of the big picture overall than McFanshio had. Well, I'll tell you, I why. get the, I get that sense. Three months in with Hackett, I'll tell you why he needs to be concentrating on the offense. It's his offense. He's installing it with brand new guys. There is really nobody on the roster outside of Billy Turner who understands what Nathaniel Hackett does. He should be spending more time. And there's only early one. On. And there's only one guy over there who has called plays on a pro level on that offensive staff. It's not. By the way, it's not the offense coordinator. Right. It's Clint Kubiak. Right. Right. Who's running the pass? So game. I agree with you. We should take our foot off the gas. Early on, we will see what happens. Hopefully, Hackett is more well-rounded, more well-rounded than what Vic Fangio was. Uh, news coming out today, not a lot with the exception of K.J. Hamler on the field. I talked to him right after the Russell Wilson press conference, and he told me he was ahead of schedule. We actually saw it on the field today because he was running routes. I mean, that's a, I think that is actually big news. I understand we're not talking about Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. Uh, Hamler is the number four option, but he does bring an element that nobody else brings, and that is blazing speed for a guy who throws arguably the best deep ball in football. Yeah. Now you just got to hope that he stays healthy because uh, one because one thing that did happen when he was battling the hamstring issues uh, back in 2020 is he would get back to full speed and then he'd pull his hamstring again. Right. So the, I, I actually, even though the knee injury is the more pressing thing right now, I think the history of hamstring injuries is even more reason to be cautious because sometimes we see guys that come back from ACL injuries and they overcompensate a bit and they pull their hamstring and his history of being susceptible to hamstring injuries, I think is another reason why you're going to see the Broncos be cautious. I think there was a reason why uh, when George Payton was asked about KJ Hamler on Friday that he, he said he's ahead of schedule, but he didn't put a timetable on it. It's a nice sign that he's out there, but I think they're going to bring him along very, very slowly. I'd be surprised if he sees uh, a team period rep before June. Coming up after the break, what a day last night, yesterday afternoon, for the Nuggets. They got a win. They're not going to be swept. And I don't want to say this necessarily looked like a different team, but defensively, they certainly did. And one guy was a key to it. And I'm not talking about Jokic. That's next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service. And they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Any surprises about the Nuggets winning yesterday? No. I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I mean, I, granted, I don't think it's going six like I originally projected. But when we did our Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge last Friday, I thought the Nuggets would win. And I thought that, and, you know, it turned out uh, they not only won, they, you know, not comfortably, but didn't come down to the last second. They struggled down the stretch. They had a great defensive play by Austin Rivers. Mm -hmm. And Will Barton did finally make a contribution. But they struggled to get a shot off in the final three minutes. It was the experienced team that has championship medal, even though they weren't great either. But probably it was easily their worst game. I mean, like, for example, Steph Curry literally had never missed four free throws in a playoff game, right? He missed four. and. They the the Warriors were a bit off, and the Nuggets played in terms of their intensity, especially at the defensive end. Their intensity reflected what you expect to see to see from a team whose season is on the line that day. If there was one key play in the game, and I'm going to say outside of outside of Will Barton shot, mm-hmm. or or Austin Rivers. Picking the ball off in which Jokic, Mm -hmm. it was not a coach on the floor. He was a coach on the sideline saying they're going to lob it. They're going to lob it, which tells you about his basketball IQ. If there was one key play in the game, what was it? Outside of those, let's be honest, two defining moments. Was there something else to you that stuck out? I mean, it turned out in the end when the Nuggets were able to push their lead and build a comfortable working margin was late in the first quarter, early in the second quarter with the bench. The bench had by far its best game. In particular, it's obvious, but Bones Highland was hot. Yep. He was feeling it. Yep. And they and everyone that was in early in the second quarter knew it and they were trying to feed him. Right. And I think that like in retro what that did, all of a sudden you're building up a comfortable cushion. That, and you needed every point of that cushion as it turned out. To me, I, I, you look back over the flow of the game, it was building up enough of a margin for error to withstand the inevitable run that the Warriors made at the end. And so that's, I, I tipped the cap to to the bench for having a terrific night. And they were basically all plus when it came to plus minus. It was the starters. Yes. That were the minus. Mm-hmm. To me, the key moment of the game came early. I know everybody is talking about the collision between two Michiganders, uh, Monte Morris and Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big game take. 
By the way, Danny's got the playoff shirt on behind the glass. I do. Nice. It was not on my seat yesterday. I was up in the 300s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a friend that was there Thursday night that got me a shirt. Nice. So I figured nice. I would rock it today. Yeah. Very nice. You are rocking it well. Rocking it very Thank well. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the tone was set, and people might disagree with me, when Draymond Green accidentally put his hand across Jokic's face and basically put his finger in Jokic's eye. Yeah. And Aaron Gordon, who looks tough, okay, and I'm not saying he's not, he came to the defense of Jokic. And then you have Jokic and Green jawing back and forth. Draymond Green is the type of guy who gets into everybody else's head. I think after that particular play, and then the Nuggets started to build a lead in the first quarter, and then the collision between Morris and Draymond Green, those two plays, I don't want to say got into Draymond Green's head, but it certainly did enough where he fouled out. Mm -hmm. And I was going to bring this up last week. If you could take one guy off the floor, if you're the Nuggets, okay, I'm going to give you two choices, Draymond Green or Poole. Who would you rather have off the floor? Mm. Because I can argue for both. My original argument was that Draymond Green, at the start of the series, was that Draymond Green being out there was what was going to tilt this thing toward Golden State. And I think there's... I haven't seen anything to change that just yet. And so I'm going to stick with kind of the initial assessment that I had of them coming into the series and that the, the difference maker was ultimately going to be uh, Draymond Green on the, playing on the defensive end, in particular going at uh, uh, going against Nicole Jokic. If I'm not mistaken, for as many points as Clay Thompson had yeah. and Steph Curry had, although Steph Curry, by his standards, mm-hmm. you talked about the four missed free throws. What was he, like 10 for 26 from the floor? Clay Thompson couldn't up, hit a shot in the first yeah. quarter. That's right. And who was on him a lot? Austin Rivers. I said at mm-hmm. the beginning of the series, Austin Rivers needs to start. He is their best perimeter defender. And outside of outside of Rivers on pool, I think guys that went head-to-head against him, I think shot like 21% from the floor. Mm. And then I think it was only fitting that Rivers made the key defensive play at the end of the game. Some will suggest those who, I don't want to say Nuggets haters, but outside media would say, because it's a very lazy analysis question, did the Nuggets win it or did the Warriors lose it? What side are you on? A little column A and a little column B. I think Warriors were a bit off the Nuggets. Look, if the Warriors are a bit off, the Nuggets are good enough to capitalize when they're playing with energy. But if the Warriors play great, night in and night out. The Nuggets, the Nuggets, if they both play their best, the Nuggets aren't winning this series and they're not coming close. Well, they, I'll are, agree with you on that. Are the Nuggets good enough to capitalize on a night where Steph Curry is 3 for 11 from 3 and he misses four uh, three free throws out of 10 attempted or out of 14 attempted? Yeah. They're good. They're good enough. Now, they're good enough when they bring the intent, the defensive intensity in particular what they brought yesterday. That's that's the thing. They, As we know, they don't always bring the defensive intensity. I'll say this. I'll say the Nuggets won, and I'll say it unequivocally for this reason. Number one, the Warriors are a terrific defensive team. 
Bones, 15 points. Cousins, 10 points. Morris, 24. Jokic, 37. Gordon, 21. Defensively, it was all about energy and being aggressive. Golden State did not shoot well because the Nuggets were aggressive. Now, I'm not saying that's going to continue. I mean, there and were that's going to happen on Wednesday. And there were some missed wide open looks, mm-hmm. even late. I think there was that one where, where Curry looked like he had about the zip code to himself. Right. And he missed. Well, you know what? There's a reason why those are called low percentage shots. There's a reason why if you are 38% from the floor from three-point range, that's considered pretty good. Right. But if you are wide, but Curry wide open right. is, a, is about, a, about a 60% shot from three. It's pretty high. So for him, but he is, has there been a better pure shooter? Nope. In the game? So for him? Larry Bird. Okay, you can argue that. Reggie Miller. But I'll go with Steph. Be- because of his range, which yeah. is absolutely his range. Like th- those guys weren't hitting from 35 feet. No. The way he can. No. But if you give Curry a wide open look from, you know, from, from one side, that's, a, that, that, that's about 60 to 65% that's going in. And that's why when the shot goes up, everyone's kind of holding their breath, right? Right. So you, but, th- you think this carries over to Wednesday? No. I know. Well, I you, hate the term courtesy win, even though I use it sometimes, but it's. You better you better hope the Nuggets win this game. Why? Because I picked the Warriors in five. And you picked, already, them, in, and you picked them in six. I know. You uh, have a real rooting. No, I'm not rooting, I've against, already admitted, I'm not rooting against the Nuggets. No, I've already admitted I'm probably wrong and I revised my pick to five. Listen, I thought it was going to be a sweep yeah. on Friday, and I picked the Nuggets. See, so now your original five. pick might be right, so you, you're going to win. I don't know. We'll see. I don't, but can you really see the Nuggets going into Chase Center no. on Wednesday night and winning? No. And, and I think this is, again, if the Warriors are on point and the Nuggets play hard, the Warriors win. That's the thing. Um, and I do, I will say, I do think it'll be much more competitive than games one or two were. I think it might be more like game three. Make the case the Nuggets should have won that game. Yes. But they didn't. I, can, I I see a heartbreaking loss coming. Not not again. Not like the first two games. I think the Nuggets punch back. I think they've I think they found their footing a little bit. And again, even though three love is is different than three one, you still have enough guys on that team that know how to that know what it's like to come back in a series. So they're not. I don't think they're going to roll over. But. The formula has to be something like it was yesterday, only more significant. Like the, the the thing that the thing that helped the Nuggets was building up a substantial lead as they did and being able to hang on. I would say that the Nuggets they they need to come out firing, and I'm not sure I would feel good about their their ability to hold on to a lead unless they're up twenty. They need to play their best first half of the season and then hang on. If they do that and they've got a huge lead in the second quarter or halftime, I think I, I think they can they can withstand the rush and do just enough to survive. But this is not. But if it's the if it's a if it's a two point game at halftime, 
three-point game at halftime or even a five-point game at halftime, I don't think they have enough in their drawer to, to, to be able to withstand that in the second half. But Can I tell you why I'm so glad the Nuggets won this game? Because I did not want to hear... Because you want Will Barton's losing streak in the playoffs to end? No, because I did not want to hear that Jokic got swept again. I didn't want to hear it from anybody. Well, now you know uh, there's an, a recent MVP who... Kevin Durant. Who lost 4-1 in the first round in the year he won MVP. Russell Westbrook. Right. Okay, he lost 4-1 in 2017 when his MVP. Right. So now, if they lose 4-1, well, it happened before. It's no longer and it's no longer the outlier. By the by the way, the uh what, what is it in the Celtics series 3 3 zip? 3 zip. Correct. Yeah. So Jokic gets his team to the playoffs with not the greatest supporting cast all due respect to Gordon and Morris and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I even think they would admit when you look when you stack rosters. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, two future Hall of Famers, could get swept out of the playoffs. What's more embarrassing, Durant and Kyrie getting swept out or Jokic, the likely MVP, getting swept out? I don't think there's any. I don't think they're in the same galaxy of embarrassment. Well, one's about to be the MVP, right? So I would say they're in the same galaxy. We, we, mm. might, be talking, we might be talking Neptune and Mars, but they're in the same galaxy. They're in the same solar system at that moment. Yep. I, I don't think they're close, though. And I think also with the Nets, you have the uh, the level of self-inflicted wounds because Kyrie Irving wouldn't play in the home. They shouldn't be the seed they're at. They, they, this, this game, you could make the case, should be, at the very least, a Eastern Conference semifinal. Game. Right. But, but, the th- but the thing is, that's where when you lose him for a long time and you don't build up that chemistry and cohesion and uh of course we saw the the, the trade that they that they made and uh oh by the way they're not going to get Ben Simmons out there for game 4 so right <laughs> what what a waste he is huh coming up after the break i've been saying for weeks i'm not betting against the avalanche well i should have bet against the avalanche over their last four games what is going on with those guys four game losing streak heading into the playoffs we'll talk about it next Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at SDHMazda.com. Every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty, Kel, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And here you go, boys. 
The Avalanche have lost four straight, outscored 13-6 to on the recent three-game road trip against Seattle, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. Yesterday's loss, in which they were missing Rantanen, Landeskog, Taves, Avs blew a one-zip lead in the third period and lost 3-1. to Are you concerned about this losing streak as we head into the playoffs? Not really. Neither am I. Not one bit. I mean, you... I don't. The one thing maybe maybe you're concerned about are uh, if the if injuries that they're dealing with do linger, right? But this looks more like a team to me that is just itching to get to the just itching to to start the games that matter. The 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 one seed in the West is clinched. I mean, they're probably not going to win the President's Trophy right now. I don't think they care. I don't think they care. They do. That's the thing. I don't think they do. Right. I th- I, even though you can say, oh, I, it, whether it's correlation or causation for a, a team winning the President's Trophy, not winning the Stanley Cup, it's only happened uh, what once in the last decade or so that that, that has happened. But I think uh, I think they just focused on bigger things. That's a you know that's a knock that's already being checked. That's already on the bedpost, so to speak. I don't think they care. I find it interesting that this four-game losing streak coincides with the Avs winning the division. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they necessarily left their uh, put took their foot off the gas, but I am saying I think they want to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel that they feel that they need to go full throttle, try and keep as much energy as you can. Um, when you know you're playing for something, I think the motivation is there. They've accomplished what they need to accomplish so far, mm-hmm. which is making sure they have home ice during the Western Conference. Playoffs. And they did that, and they accomplished that a while ago. And so, it really is just kind of. And, and it's not like they were they were doing badly. Like I would worry more if this four game losing streak followed a run where they were five hundred for a while, right? But they were unbeaten. But they they had ten wins and an, an overtime loss in the previous eleven games. I, I'm not concerned. Guys, what do you think? I'll throw something else out there. The best way to have teachable moments is not after wins. Mm-hmm. It's after losses. If anything, the players are doing Jared Bednar a favor. Mm. Where now he can say, okay, we took our foot off the gas. And now we have to refocus and get back to where we were. I believe it was, wasn't it Mike Shanahan? when the? I can't remember what year it was. They were on some great run, and then they, they were threatening to go undefeated, and then they lost the game. And then they lost the next game, too. That was 1998. And uh, then they won the Super Bowl. Right. A little, Teachable moments. A little trivia of the Broncos' Super Bowl wins. They've had three. They had multi-game losing streaks in December in all three of those seasons, including when they won Super Bowl 50, and they lost back-to-back games to the Raiders and the Steelers. You ask the New England Patriots who lost in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. to the Giants, and I've seen more than a few Patriots players say this. It might have been better if we would have lost the game because the pressure was mounting for us to win mm-hmm. every single game. Again, you have teachable moments, and there's less air in the balloon, which is a good thing. Because if there's too much air in the balloon, that balloon's going to pop, and that's where your loss is going to be, and you don't want it to be in the AFC championship game or what happened to the Patriots the Super Bowl. Here's an interesting thing from Av's history as well. In 
the 2000 season, they end up losing to the Dow, they losing the Dallas Stars in the uh, Western Conference Finals, right? In that season, 1999-2000, the Avs lost only two games of their last 17 in the regular season. They were 14, and this was back when you had uh, ties, 14 wins, two losses, one tie. The next year, the year that they won the Stanley Cup uh, by going all the way and then ultimately beating the New Jersey Devils in seven games, in those last 17 games, they had one, two, three, four. They had five losses and a tie. So they were ten. They they were eleven five and one. They were good, but they weren't world beaters. Like the, the Avs, they closed that season. The last time they won the Stanley Cup, loss win loss win tie loss win. Right. Now it's not a four game losing streak, but that's enough to where you get everybody. That's enough mediocre play to where you get everybody's attention. This I think is going to be enough for Jerry Bednar to get everybody focused. I, hey. I know everyone might be concerned right now. I have, I think they're going to be fine. I think they will too. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? A certain former Nugget was at the game yesterday, and uh, some fans got pictures with him, and he uh, might be interested in coming back to Denver as a member of the roster in the future. He left this season. Will he be back next? We'll see. We'll talk about it on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. I'm back where I belong. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Maze Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Speaking of Rocky Mountain Forest Products, want to bring in their marketing director, my guy, Ty. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Eric. Thanks for asking. How are you? I am excellent. So here we go into the summer. People are going to be looking to build a deck or a fence or some sort of, sort of project that involves wood products. Um... How much money, generally speaking, do you think someone would save going with you guys instead of going to a big box store? Because a lot of people will see a big box store and say, well, it's convenient. I'll just buy from them. So, yeah, typically they're going to save 20 to 30 percent. It just depends on the quantity, really, because we do offer quantity discounts as well. So, you know, if you're going to replace your entire fence, it's even better to buy from us instead of going with one of the big box stores. Or even if you do need to replace one or two pickets or, you know, you want to just add some stairs to your deck. We're still going to have a better price, so there's no reason not to come to us. And right now, there is no better time because, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the weather this week, but it's going to start being gorgeous, and on top of it, you know, the summer's here, and I'm hoping that all the cold weather is gone. Rocky Mountain Forest Products has been around for a long time, and the original owner built some amazing relationships with lumber mills. And you guys have fantastic quality. I mean, we talk about price all the time, but it doesn't matter if the price is great if the quality isn't good. 
what is the difference in quality that people are getting from Rocky Mountain Forest products? So, yeah, that's a big thing with us is we actually really, really want to hone in on quality because, I mean, look, anyone can go to, you know, one of the bigger box stores and just pick a couple pickets off of the uh, line and, you know, they look good. But if you do pick a couple and you are towards the end of that, they might not be good. They're going to be the leftovers. They're going to be splintered, cracked. They're not going to be exactly what you're looking for. Here, because we work with the mills and we have for so long, we actually get their premium-grade selection and we get first choice of that. So what that means is basically anything in our yard is going to be the top of the top, and that's just through and through. We've been doing it for 48 years, and that is just the product that we've carried since. And we very rarely, you know, ever get anything back. But if we do, we replace it, no questions asked. And, uh, yeah, everyone's happy, and we carry on. Let's say I want to build a fence. What is the process like when I come find you guys at one of your locations, let's just say in Wheat Ridge? What is that process like? Start to finish. So, yeah, our process is you uh, give us a call, uh, request a quote on our website, and one of our sales guys are going to call you. They're going to get the dimensions, recommend what product. Uh, if there's any other, you know, finer detail things, they can help with that as well. They can recommend all of the material as far as screws and bolts and all of that, along with the wood. And then after that, if you have a contractor, great. Just send them over. They can pick the material up or we can deliver it to your site. Um, if you don't have a contractor, we actually have a very large network of contractors we've worked with for, you know, however many years, but they're all trusted. They all, we all recommend their work. And from there, they will, again, come pick it up or drop it off at your place and then process done. You got a new fence or whatever uh, material, material you're looking for. How do people get a hold of you, Ty? Uh, go check out our website, rmfp.com, or go check out our Facebook, Rocky Mountain Forest Products. And, yeah, send us a message. Give us a call. Go read a blog or two on, you know, some of the summer projects that you might be interested in. It's all there. And, yeah, we're always here to help. Have a great day, my friend. And by the way, go Packers. Should I say go Packers? Are you worried about the draft? You're not going to get the right wide receiver? No, every year the Packers let me down in the draft, so I'm not really worried. I'm just I'm just here to enjoy the ride at this point. My man. All right, thanks, Ty. See you, pal. <laughs> See you, Eric. <laughs> Bye. Uh, time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, a star-studded game at Game 4 yesterday at Ball Arena as the Nuggets took on the Warriors. Russell Wilson and Sierra were in the house. Justin Simmons was there. I believe Coach Hackett was there, the head coach of the DU men's hockey team that just won the national championship. He took the first shot. And also in the house, former Nugget P.J. Dozier. Nuggets fan Tim Jones at Tim Optics on Twitter tweeted a picture of himself with PJ Dozier after Denver's Game 4 win yesterday with the caption, Me, quote, I would love to see you back here in Denver, unquote, PJ Dozier, quote, you and me both, unquote. Tim Connolly, make it happen. That was the tweet. 
P.J. Dozier, of course, was dealt to Boston after suffering a torn ACL back in November. Should the Nuggets bring back P.J. Dozier while he continues to rehab his torn ACL so that they have his defensive prowess when he returns? He is currently a free agent after being waived by the Orlando Magic after being dealt to them from Boston. I think he'd be worth a look to bring in in the offseason and uh, see, where he, see where he goes. I mean, I think this is somebody who would know his place in a rotation and would know his role. And like you mentioned, Dan, Danny, can be a positive at the defensive end. I wouldn't mind bringing, him, bringing him back. I'd rather have him than Will Barton. I'll be honest with you. They know, well, well again, Will doesn't know what he is. He doesn't know his limitations. Right. He's, Dozier he, knows exactly who and what he is as a player. He is a role player, yes. and he knows his role. Let's look at this series specifically. They are counting on Austin Rivers to be their best perimeter defender. Mm-hmm. And while he is very good, I'm not saying that Rivers and Dozier would be out there necessarily at the same time, mm-hmm. but at least you can bring a couple of guys in waves trying to stop that three-guard lineup that they have. And they, you, know, they, you bring him off the bench for a defensive punch. I mean... If you were, if you were kind of making the plans, Eric, would you have Bowens Highland starting at the two next year? Absolutely. Me too. I mean, he's, yeah, he's he's he has a long way to go defensively. We know that. Something that I noticed watching Bones like the last month or so, even in the midst of the season, he's clearly done work in the weight room. He looks much stronger and well built than he did at the start of the year. Right. Much, and so that's going to help him for what physicality he will need to have. It's going to help him hold up. And yeah, I, I like the idea of Dozier and Austin Rivers being coming off the bench and spelling bones when you need some defensive punch. It's not that Jamal yeah. Murray isn't a good defensive player, but he probably concentrates more on his offense than he does his defense. Right, that's fine. That's Murray's, a, Murray's a good defensive player. He's not great, but it helps to have two defensive specialists Especially against guard-heavy teams, and well, you saw it when they made when they when they made the subs for defense in the last minute. Look what happened. You sub in Austin Rivers. He makes arguably the biggest play of the and game. And who wasn't on the floor? Jokic. Right. He was getting that they were picking and rolling him to death. Right. Isoing him with Steph Curry, and that is a huge mismatch. Also, another reason why you save your timeouts is because you get the ball back. You can call the timeout to reset and then get him back out there. Good management there by the Nuggets. Just in case you missed it, Elon Musk is reportedly buying Twitter for $44 billion. Uh, If Musk, Musk asked you for a suggestion on how to make Twitter better, what would you offer up? My suggestion would be to be, um, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to follow this. My suggestion would be to uh, be a bit more vigorous on some of the uh, the threatening uh, language and talk that's out there. Like I, you know, some someone out there told me to hang myself on Twitter, and so I I I put I ran up the flagpole at Twitter. You know what they did? Bupkis. Stuff like that makes you not want to be there. Unfortunately, I think Elon Musk is going to go in the opposite direction and let it just be a free for all. And I think that a lot of people are a lot of people aren't going to like that. And uh, I mean, Facebook's basically a free for all. And look how negative that is. I'm not so sure you use the right phrase. Running it up the flagpole. <laughs> Just putting it out there. What would you have used there? 
what the what the person said was despicable. Yeah. Absolutely despicable. I'm joking when I say I that. Know, I, I know. I just found it kind of funny. You used the term hanging and running it up the flagpole in the same sentence. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm sorry. You just got that now? Did oh, you just get? Wait. I missed it at first too. Did you? Because I, I would have hit. I would have hit the rim shot, and I missed it. Yeah. And I was oh. thinking that's probably a time I should hit it, and I was trying to figure out why I thought I should be hitting it. Right. Well, it's okay. You're not but, alone, Mace. You're but, not alone. but I can make that joke because I'm the one that, that's getting told that sort of thing. I'm no. the I'm the victim here. Right. <laughs> no, no, not as bad. Some people are going after me about something. I should lose my credential. I shouldn't be in the media. But that's not the same mm. as you should be killed. Yes, Elon Musk should find a way to take care of that, but he won't because it's all about free speech for him. While I am a proponent of free speech, there is a level of violence right. that is not appropriate. There that- there have to be some guardrails at some point, right? Yep. Like yelling like yelling fire in a crowded theater, right? That's a that you can't do that. That's one of the that's one of the guardrails on free speech. And I believe in free speech, but again, to a point to a point. Right. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention their sales staff. They are so helpful because, listen, it's a big purchase when you buy appliances. And you don't want to walk in and see your refrigerator and say, gee, this is what I want. You may not know exactly what you want. You might be working with somebody in a big box store, and they might not be able to answer all your questions the way they need to be answered. That's what you're going to get at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. All right, today... First day of on-field voluntary minicamp for the Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett is all jazzed up. So is Russell Wilson. What were our impressions of day one? Plus, some news coming out of the first day of voluntary minicamp. We'll tell you what it is next. Next.